0: So the way they pick TV shows is, they make one show, that show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows, and on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs, some don't, become nothing. Welcome to the Pilot Season Podcast. This is episode 30. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And the Pilot Season Podcast is the show that watches just the first episode of a television show. It could be something old, something new, something canceled, something that's never even uh, seen the light of day. We watch it, we review it, we talk about it, we have a little bit of fun with it. Every episode we take turns picking a show. And this week was my pick, and I picked the uh, 80s, uh, dare I say, uh, at least one of the more iconic shows of the decade, The Dukes of Hazzard. Yep. Uh, definitely w- iconic. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't actually know it started in 1979. But it's still technically, I guess, we, we consider it an '80s show. But when I looked it up, it said it went, for, it, it ran for seven seasons from 1979 to
1: 1985. Hmm. Okay. I guess um, I'm not surprised that it started in '79. But yeah, we think of it as, you know, it, an '80s show. For yes, sure. it's
0: predominantly an '80s television show. I'm a red-blooded American male. I grew up in the '80s. I know I watched The Dukes of Hazzard but never with any consistency. I,
1: I Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering now that you're saying it, that it started in 79 if I actually watched more of this on syndication or I, I can't yeah. I wasn't watching this when I was three years old. I know that. Right. Or even four or five. So I must have either we got into it later or it was already like being replayed I I don't know and I
0: not having seen at this point more than just the pilot episode I from what I remember you know the show was uh, constructed in a way that you didn't have to watch from week to week they were all pretty much self-contained episodes they might have had the occasional two-parter I'm guessing But I feel like you could not watch the show for, you know, five or six episodes and then just pick it back up and nothing will have changed.
1: Sure, I think it was, uh, you know, there was was a recipe that they followed, Mm -hmm. I think, for each show. And, you know, with the same cast of characters and the same, you know, type of story. The story was different every time, of Mm -hmm. course, but, you know... Boss Hog up to no good, Roscoe, you know, just yeah. doing his bidding. Near duels. And, and uh, you know, Bo and Luke trying to you oh, know, have a little fun and kind of <laughs> save the day or
0: fighting injustice. Yes, fighting the system like two modern day Robin Hoods. Ooh, is is what Waylon Jennings tells us. Yes, and and let's and, and let's start with that theme song. I mean. I got a chill when it started. I, I, I you don't get much more of an iconic theme song than that. No you don't. And and it, it still holds up. It still like kind of gets in your blood a little bit. Kind of you know like I'm not a country music fan, but god damn, I love are, that song.
1: You are taking the words right out of, out of my <laughs> mouth because you know, I at the risk of offending people, like I'm pretty close to like hating country. I do not really care for much in the way of Country, although, you know, I, I do like more of a older or traditional, if you will, country. Mm-hmm. I don't like the pop today's pop yeah, country. Yeah, I've been
0: known to listen to some Johnny Cash, and, right? You know, I, some old stuff. Definitely, but... I
1: like love Johnny Cash, but I feel like it's so hard for me to get into country when people say country. I probably shouldn't cringe, but I kind of cringe because I think it means mm-hmm. Luke Brian? what, whoever. You know, and yeah. I'm not into that. So anyways, I wrote a note, love the music and the narration. Like, yes. I I love his voice. You, you're right. Like the, the uh, song in the beginning, it's like, how can you not love that? And then all the little like interludes throughout the episode and everything, just, I, I caught myself in, you know, kind of thinking like, wow, it's just that like. Like seriously, like a country vibe, got the, just the mm-hmm. twangy guitar, but I'm loving it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I and I I felt the same way. I I wrote that. Um, you know, I, I definitely love. Forgot how much I love Waylon Jennings as the. Well, he's he's credited as the balladeer, but mm-hmm. he's also he's our narrator. He's our, you know, he he's the 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 person that takes us inside. And introduces us in this first episode to everyone and um what everyone does what the, and and you know who how they're related to who and um i, I got this show was at least this episode i can't again can't speak to the rest of the series, but this show blew me away this episode blew me away because it was written um Way smarter and a little dirtier than I remember. <laughs> it, I mean, they they really like kind of flaunted like the sexuality of this show, and like even beyond yeah. like, yes, Daisy Duke is like a smoking hot Southern belle, whatever. Um, but th- there was just a lot of a lot of sexuality in this show.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't really think of it as a show. I'm gonna guess they never had like an actual sex scene, but yeah, I you doubt know, it. We have a couple of scenes where Bo's trying to put the moves on this woman, Jill, and the, the they lady kind who of,
0: runs the orphanage because there's always an orphanage.
1: Well, <laughs> there's not. They need to have somebody to save, or, or yeah. what are they even doing? You know, right. but uh, yeah, and she's kind of, you know. Blowing them off a little bit and whatever, but then, yeah, they're kind of like, you down? Yep, I'm down. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, they're
0: they're rolling around. They're not really a roll in the hay. It's a roll in the grass. But they're, uh, but, it's funny because that that whole thing. Well, so, well, let me just before we get too far, let me just um, go over just the uh, the the plot of the uh, of the pilot, just so everyone has an idea of what we're talking about. So in the series pilot episode. Uh, we're introduced to cousins Bo and Luke Duke and their also their cousin Daisy Duke and their Uncle Jesse. They intercept Hazard County Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane's illegal shipment of slot machines. Um, who we learned they actually belong to Boss Hogg. Right, but he was but uh Roscoe was getting a cut of a cut of the the profits. Yeah, I guess. Um and then they, they plan to use the proceeds to donate to the Hazard County Orphanage in Roscoe's name to ensure his win in an upcoming election against an even more corrupt opponent. Right. So that, that about, it, it's very convoluted. You can't even really think too hard about what's going on where because I, I tried and then I gave up because I'm like, it not because I was frustrated, but more along the lines of like, I just wanted to enjoy this episode and not think too hard about the plot device of the slot machines and the orphanage and the the business dealings of Boss Hogg, you know, I just wanted to enjoy the episode.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, they, they wrote every episode, I think, even though, you know, how many times does somebody have a gun pointed at them or... Mm-hmm. Um, somebody they're in a fist fight or there's a chase and, you know, mm-hmm. all these like things that are not good or, are happening, but overall, like the show is just fun. Like it, it was <laughs> always fun. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, like nobody ever really gets shot mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe one punch kind of hit you, but you know, you, you, yeah. did, you got a bruise and you're okay. Like nothing was ever so, like awful or atrocious, that you know, it, it made a big impact or it was a big deal. It's, right. it's really like every plot in this plot, and uh, you know, as far as I can sort of recall, it's all like kind of a trickery kind of a thing, and that's what makes yeah. it fun. Like they're not trying to hurt anyone so much as, like you said, kind of a Robin Hood effect yeah. of like just helping people that can't help themselves or whatever. Boss Hog's always trying
0: to get rich or richer.
1: Yeah, so no no one ever gets murdered. No one ever has anything awful. It's just, you know, they might steal your money. They might mess up your day. They might trick you into doing something silly. You know, but it's all about fun. I think the fun kind of trumps anything else that happens.
0: Yeah, no one's really evil. Right. Everyone's just... Kind of out to.
1: I think that the most yeah. harsh way we could describe someone not evil, maybe kind of conniving, you know, yeah. self-serving, but like not really downright evil. I want to hurt people. No. I just want to, you know, I'm looking out for myself.
0: Right. Although, so in the early in the episode, and this kind of this kind of took me back. It it really um it made me step take a step back and think about it but uh when the balladeer is you know introducing roscoe uh, p coltrane the sheriff and his relationship with boss hogg and I, i forget his exact wording but he basically said that roscoe was kind of a he was corrupt and he was a dirty cop and i'm like wow that really kind of messes with me i'm like that I mean, yeah, he's not like a dirty cop in that. Again, he like kills people or does drugs or whatever, or you know sells drugs. But you know they meant they mentioned the word prostitution, right. and I mean maybe like if there was a a Dukes of Hazard After Dark or something, <laughs> like another like a spinoff series, you know like Dukes of Hazard on Showtime or something where it was rated R, like maybe we would see Roscoe in some like dirty shit yeah you know running hookers and <laughs> and running you know drugs across the county line and from what I remember as a kid, like Roscoe was always just boss hogs like his lackey, yeah, like he wasn't really a bad guy he was just it's it's almost like he he didn't know any better he was just boss hog was boss hog roscoe's and
1: kind of he's kind of dumb.
0: It's kind of a you know, simpleton. He,
1: yeah, he falls for a lot of things. And he, I think he gets very focused on what it is that he's trying to accomplish and doesn't see the people around him who are trying to mess him up, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I, one thing that I did not remember from watching this show years ago, or maybe I didn't even know it at all, their brothers in law, Boss Hog, is he's married to yeah.
0: Roscoe's sister, sister. Lulu. Yeah, I forgot about that, and and Lulu, I like, we do see her. It's not like a case of, uh, you know, Norm's wife from Cheers. Like you never saw Norm's wife. <laughs> you, you actually do see Lulu, I, I, in the series later on. Like there's, you know, there's an actress who's credited with being Lulu Hogg. I think you know. Speaking of like Boss Hog, I think again as a kid, I always assumed he was like, the mayor. But he's just a businessman.
1: Yeah. He owns the boar's nest.
0: Yeah. And probably and, a lot of other real estate.
1: And I think the way he dresses in like a white yeah. suit all the time. And right. with his convertible and everything. Like I think I thought he was something like the mayor too. And he
0: they call him boss hog. Right. So yeah, I always assumed that he was Roscoe's boss, but but technically he's not. He's just the richest guy in town who Lines everybody's pockets because at one point, again, the balladeer, the narrator, says that, um, you know, Boss Hogg basically had control of, like, the board of something or the city council or – he said something like that. Like, he Mm – basically that he had control of local government. Yeah. So, yeah, so Boss Hogg is, like, this kind of, like, gray area where he's – he's kind of a criminal, but he, but again, it's yeah, like you said, he's no one ever really gets hurt. No one ever really feels the ramifications of Boss Hogg's machinations, and I guess that's mostly because the the Duke boys always step in. Because in this episode, had the Duke boys not gotten involved, they um they would have lost the orphanage because Boss Hog wanted the land that the orphanage was on right. in order to build a shopping center. So, uh, yeah, so I guess the the orphans would have been not only orphans, but homeless. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so there was just the, so much going on in this episode. It, it it felt a lot longer than... I mean, it was only, like, it was less than an hour long, but a lot of stuff went on in this and and I think, like I said, that's kind of why I had to stop trying to figure out what exactly was going on, because um, I was just kind of getting a little lost in all the, you know, okay, who who's doing what now, and who, these slot machines, or... Well, are...
1: because it's like trick upon trick <clears throat> upon trick, right? really, you know. And it does get a little... They start pulling in the Duke boys, and... Cooter,
0: crazy Cooter. Forgot about Cooter. Who? who he the, was not driving his tow truck in the pilot episode. He was driving the car from Starsky and Hutch.
1: So listen, I, <laughs> I wrote how I loved how they all met in the junkyard because I like yeah. I like to see all the cool cars. <laughs> and so the three of them and two other guys who they kind of had a little like a little posse, like a little yeah. gang.
0: Like they 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 gave these other two guys names. Bro something and some other guy, but they were yeah. all like... So it was more than just Bo and Luke and Cooter. Like, there was the other two guys that helped them out with this little kind of height. Like, because they had to hijack the truck full of slot machines. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and they all met in the the, the junkyard.
1: Yeah. It's like they all knew this meeting point, because they all... They came driving in from four different directions. Yeah. You know, four different cars met and then followed each other out and all took a location to kind of keep watch for this fertilizer truck that would be the fertilizer would be hiding the slot machines. Yeah. And then used Daisy in a bikini Mm -hmm. to distract the fertilizer truck people. Yeah. Um, So it was like um, many layered plan, you know, to basically to hijack a bunch of slot machines, which they then stored in a chicken coop. Right. And Uncle Jesse didn't like that so much. But as soon as you say orphans, he's on board. So he's like, you know, even said there. He's I forget how he said it or what he said, but he's like, mm. you know, get these things out of here. We don't do gambling in this family. Da 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 da. Uncle and,
0: Jesse, not to, sorry to interrupt, but Uncle Jesse, like he dropped some knowledge a couple of times in this episode. Like he blew me away when he, like, the, like he, how he was talking about like the, the differences between like why it's okay to um, for them to make illegal whiskey, but not to to dabble in gambling. You know that gambling was a vice and like. They pay taxes on the corn that they use to make whiskey. Like it all made yeah. sense, and then, and then like later on, I forget what he was talking about, but like I was like, man, he was like, almost inspiring.
1: <laughs> yeah. So when it was over, I'm like, I don't know what you just said, but I'll have a whiskey. And no, I don't gamble. That would <laughs> right. be bad, Uncle Jesse. I won't gamble. Yeah. So, yeah, clearly Uncle Jesse has like a a. Certain belief system that he holds fast to, like yeah, he's got like he a, served them breakfast and like, they had to pray and he was very like, very much like watching over, Bo and Luke and, and and Daisy, yeah.
0: Oh, when 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 he found out that she got arrested because of them, he was mad. He was like, right. you have to watch out for your cousin, like like and it, everything that he talked about was about like
1: like values, it, and,
0: yeah, values, and it all came back to family, yeah, like. Like basically the cousins, these three cousins. It sounded like they were the last of the Dukes, right? Um, and uh, although, uh, if you keep watching uh, in season five, two new Dukes show up. I don't know if you knew that.
1: Is it Coy and Vance? I was gonna say, is it? It's two guys, right? And one's dark hair and one's it, light it, hair. It,
0: they basically replace. So okay, so so what happened was. Uh Dukes of Hazard gets insanely popular and then a, season 5 comes around and the actors who play Bo and Luke, uh John Schneider and Tom Wopat respectively. Um they want a cut of all the, you know all the merchandising and like you know the 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 networks making money hand over fist with all the Dukes of Hazard uh merchandising that's going on. And so there's this big Or they want more money in their contract, whatever. So there's this big contract dispute. Um, They write out Bo and Luke with the uh, saying that they are um, work like they they're running the NASCAR circuit, like they're racing in NASCAR. And so these two other cousins show up out of nowhere, uh, Coy and Vance, and they look (laughs) like. It, like exactly like Bo and Luke. One's blonde hair, one's dark hair. And they're there for not even all of season five. I guess um, the actors and the network came to an, uh, like an understanding or an agreement. So Bo and Luke came back for the last four episodes of season five. <laughs> you never heard from Coy or Vance ever again.
1: That sounds about right.
0: And then, and so then they wrote out the rest of the series with Bo and Luke. (laughs) So, I guess technically there are two other cousins out there that could carry on the the Duke family name. Yeah. But (laughs) that's neither here nor there. Um. But no, um, no, but yeah, it was really, um. Like I said, there was a lot in this episode that made me like it even more than I thought I would. Because, you know, from what I remember from, you know, 35 years ago, was just that, oh, it was car chases and fights and the odd explosion here and there. And, you know, it was, you know, it was the Duke boys versus... Boss Hog and Roscoe, and it was funny, and they made him always look like idiots. And but there was a, there was like a lot of depth in this episode. Um, the uh, other thing that kind of blew me away was when when Bo is uh, explaining to Jill, who the lady lady that runs the orphanage, um, that he's just not some hick who's like out for a roll in the hay with her. Like there's a reason why he he lives in hazard and there's a reason why he fights the system because he said, I forget how he said, it, but he's like, you know, I don't like someone poisoning the well that where I drink, you know, and he, he's, he's like, I'm not, I'm not stupid. I, you know, I've, I've you know, I've been around. I've, yeah. you know, but um, yeah, it was just really like, <laughs> I was like, that's really insightful. <laughs> and it, it just, you know, it's just kind of, Took me by surprise.
1: Yeah. So, I guess maybe a couple observations. Okay. Um, no one wears seatbelts. No one. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know when the laws were passed <laughs> and, you know, maybe some laws just don't apply in the country. But, like, you're in, like, high-speed chases and mm. you're forever just... You know, getting air by like going over like mounds of dirt, you know. So I don't know. Maybe just throw on a seatbelt. Do you even have seatbelts? I guess that's maybe a a better starting point. Does your car have seatbelts? Because we know the General Lee is a special kind of car. Maybe Maybe it doesn't even have them. I don't know.
0: Maybe if you, maybe there's a law that says if you weld your doors shut, you don't need to have seatbelts. (laughs) maybe
1: and I also made a note of like did it ever get old I wrote it in here somewhere um like did it ever get old just having to go get in and out of the car that way like for the actors like was it ever like I look at it and I'm like yeah that's kind of skinny guys they got no fat on their butts and here (laughs) they are like climbing in and like you know, you're on like the edge of yeah, the
0: of the car door. Yeah, yeah that looks painful,
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, to, you know, to and do you're that. doing it like a million times every episode. I mean, I guess those cars. I'd probably want a cut of the merchandise too, fellas. <laughs> I I feel you. I guess those. I, I guess that car never had the windows up either. No, it couldn't. No, think about all the dirt you'd be breathing in, like because <laughs> you're on these country roads that are not paved and yeah, just. Dirt stirring up and whatever um Jill said some something I don't know what she was talking about, but it was shucking' and jivin shucking and jivin I
0: guess you could be a country boy and shuck and jive oh. I don't know
1: i I was just like those those are such beautiful words. I need to <laughs> write them down shucking and jivin, oh my God. <laughs>
0: Well, if, if I could uh, give uh, a little parallel observation, that was the scene where Bo visited her at the orphanage, and there was, she was out front with uh, one of the orphans. They were fixing up the, the porch, and uh, Bo tosses him a quarter and says, go get yourself a soda pop. And then we see that kid in the back seat of the General Lee spitting soda pop through his teeth onto the back window I'm like, that gross kid deserves to be an orphan. Oh. That's just like, what the hell, kid? Yeah, that's... You're not you're not attracting parents that way. No,
1: no. Gross.
0: Yeah. But... Was... And then he was doing it again.
1: Bo's like, I hate kids. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah,
0: he's like... Yeah, again, it's like...
1: Little jerks in your car spitting <laughs> pop, Spit... I mean...
0: There's a lot of flies in the country, too. They're going to be attracted to that. Right. That sticky, sweet soda.
1: Mm-hmm. Gonna now p- you have to get your car detailed. Yeah,
0: now you got to clean all that up. Um, yeah, th- th- again, it was like a lot of there was there was some real subtle humor in this. Sh- like I said, the show was this episode was written way better than I expected it to be. Like I, I expected nothing, but was on the surface, and uh, it really surprised me.
1: Another thing that was funny was when they um, Luke went to the jail to um, get Daisy out of jail. So all the tricks that mm-hmm. happened there, right? Well, it it was almost, like, ridiculous. They leave the, the cell door wide open at one point, and I kind of wanted to be like, you can just leave now. You don't have yeah. to set up a stuffed or a, a blow-up doll, like, to make it look like you're there and you know, go through a whole, you know, thing. Yeah. But when uh, Luke comes in and Enos is taking him to the cell, they they sort of introduce him for this is the first time we're seeing this character. So they yeah. sort of introduced him Deputy Enos. And we learn that he is the oldest virgin <laughs> in Hazard, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because Luke said something like any changes? Yeah. <laughs> like like his opportunity to say, you know, yeah. I finally did it. Yeah. And he just kind of
0: you know He he just didn't say anything, but it was like you could just in those few seconds, like the awkward silence was just It was funny. It was yeah, it yeah. was really good.
1: Yeah, not No. No changes.
0: Yeah. Did and, you know uh, did you know that Enos had a spin off show? No. He he had his own spinoff show. I think it was just called Enos, or maybe it was like Deputy Enos or something. But it was like Enos was a cop in like a bigger city. Hmm. Um It only lasted, I think. Well, he he. I read that he had a clause in his contract that if if his show like didn't get, didn't make it a full season, he could return to the Dukes of Hazard. With okay. no problem, and sure enough, it only lasted like not even like seven, actually seventeen episodes, which is probably like fifteen more than I would have expected. <laughs> but he, uh, so yeah, I guess he eventually returned back to uh, good old Hazard County.
1: Hmm. Okay, um, but I also liked how Uncle, Uncle Jesse was a part of the plan to get oh, Daisy out of jail. <laughs> that and was they funny. Had him sitting. I guess in his truck or in a in Daisy's car. I'm not even sure what th- car th- he was I in. I think they
0: made it look like he was stealing a squad car.
1: But he had a wig yeah. like he was Daisy. Daisy
0: had a long blonde and or you, long dark hair wig, yeah. You
1: don't see the person, you just see this wig until he turns his head and it just kind of made it even more funny that Yeah, it's
0: this old man. It was
1: Uncle Jesse. Yeah. So Yeah, it was definitely there were you know, a number of instances that were were funny and the joke Still worked, you know, all these years later.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That yeah, that, like nothing, um, it it felt fairly timeless overall. Yeah. In in some ways, because y- yeah, you know, yeah, I know it's you know 2018 and technology and this and that and the other, but like like this show is set in like the deep south, and I'm sure even now in the deep south, technology doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. So. Not saying like that this kind of thing would would be happening, but it's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: Yeah, just for you know, maybe just replace the C B S with cell phones, mm-hmm. and it's basically some some of the fashion still holds up. Yeah. I mean, they, they wear very basic things. Yeah, you know, jeans, button down shirts, mm-hmm. uh, Daisy Dukes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she's wearing like little t-shirts and mm-hmm. you know things that it was like well you know if you put her somewhere today wouldn't necessarily look like yeah totally i off. think the only
0: difference like the um you know they were the the boys were wearing you know tighter jeans yeah the like style
1: uh, of jeans was, were was a little bit yeah different, the, the yeah. jeans
0: were very tight and i think they were kind of bell-bottom e probably a little yeah a little flowy at the at the base there. Um, but yeah, it's it, uh, yeah a lot of the shows still held up. Um, I did
1: notice at at one point, uh, oh, when Bo was trying, you know, putting the moves on Jill, I believe that in her outfit, her belt was like twine or something. <laughs> that was weird. Like it, I, didn't I was like, that. that's not really a belt.
0: Well, um, one fashion accessory that I don't think would hold up today was. Um, one of the two guys that was, they were delivering the, the slot machines. that they got hijacked by the Duke boys. The one guy was wearing like a headband, but it looked like it was basically like a chain. Like a, not quite a bicycle chain, but pretty darn close.
1: Yeah, it was weird. He had like um, long hair.
0: Kind of looked like a hippie. Yeah. But I'm like, man, that chain would not be comfortable. Yeah. How could you wear that around your head?
1: Any kind of headband thing like that, like that definitely has the look of hippie, which that was on definitely mm. out or on its way out, yeah. you know, by that point in time. So Um it was it was kinda of weird actually, that that headband thing. Yeah. Because there was there were no hippies in this episode. You right. know, like that's that's not really how anybody was dressing, so it seemed like an odd choice. Yeah. But
0: Unless they were just from, you know, they were delivering them from out of town, like maybe the big city. The or big some, city. Yeah, the big yeah. city. Uh, one, one, one thing I, I had a lot of fun with, when Roscoe went to arrest Daisy at the Boar's Nest for being uh, part of the hijacking, of course she steals his car and like starts racing around the... Just the boar's nest part. Like she, she doesn't even leave the parking. She lot. She can't get out because there's a truck blocking the part, the entrance to the parking lot. So she's just doing, and then, and then Roscoe, commandeers a truck that's delivering a piano to the boar's nest, and says, "Follow that car," and they're just, <laughs> they're just doing this chase. Around. I
1: could do donuts better than
0: you can do donuts. And and I, at first I thought it was going to be dumb, but I'm like, oh my god, this is the most fun I've ever had. Watching a car chase in a dirt parking lot <laughs> that seemed to like really never end and of yeah. course the of course the piano was a, the casualty um well but I, it was hilarious. I made
1: a note that the piano jumped off the back of the truck and right over it, yes, like it's fun, so I'm not gonna get hyper critical or anything but the it was like a kind of like a flatbed mm-hmm. and the it was the two guys that had helped Cooter, Bo, and Luke. They met in the junkyard. Oh, right. It was the same two guys with this piano. So one guy's in the truck with Roscoe. The other guy's, like, hanging on for <laughs> dear life on the flatbed, like, yeah. with the piano. So at one point, the rope holding the piano, like, brakes or whatever... That guy basically just, like, rolls off. Mm-hmm. So you know, okay, like, the piano's about to Oh, bite yeah, I was it. waiting for it. But the way they, you know, they must have just rigged it with some kind of spring-type thing. But literally, like, the piano, it looked like it just jumped. Like it was, <laughs> you know, a human or something. Yeah. Like it was alive and could just, because it, it moved in a way that, like, I don't know, physics doesn't tell me. I wasn't the best physics student. <laughs> I know that. But, according to physics, I don't think that the piano could have moved in that particular way mm-hmm. but that's what we had to do to have fun. The piano like jumps over the truck mm-hmm. you know crashes
0: smashes into uh Roscoe's squad car right well, yeah, which is yeah yeah that 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 whole scene was was fun um a couple other just real quick observations I had um I thought it was a really great explanation why the Dukes don't use guns. Uh, as a kid, you know, I think I, you know, I like you know I watched the A Team and everyone had a gun, and you'd think, well, in the South, everyone else, you know, like the 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 sheriffs all have guns. Why don't the Duke boys have guns?
1: Heck, headband delivering the uh, slot machines had a rifle. Yeah. They had the a passenger yeah, they, just they, driving they, along with a rifle. Right.
0: Everyone had a gun. And so what we come to learn is um, the Duke boys are on probation because they got caught um, running illegal booze. So part of their condition of their probation is they're not allowed to have any guns. They're not allowed to use any, you know, even like hunting. That's why um, in a lot of episodes you always see them with, like, a bow and arrow. And I guess I always thought, like, oh, this is probably some parents group or whatever that doesn't, you know, was opposed to them using guns, so they had to... the writers had to come up with a clever way of explaining it. And maybe that's still the case, but I actually like the way they explained it. Like, it, 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 it just added more depth to the story behind why the Dukes are the way they are and how, like, they don't run liquor anymore because uh cuz Uncle Jesse basically made an agreement with the government to say I'll stop my my whiskey if you you know if, if you just give my my nephew's probation you know so he he basically you know stopped his whole operation I guess he had a pretty successful operation going whiskey for 200 years Yeah for 200 years the the, the dukes have been making and running whiskey um
1: made of corn which yeah they paid taxes on thank you
0: yeah because that's how you do it right but yeah i just thought that was a really clever way of explaining why in the entire series you never see them pick up a gun
1: well i think that that was deliberate because think of how much easier their lives would be if they had guns mm-hmm. also there's a lot of things that if they did, like they shot somebody, like you're going to jail. And then right. we don't have any more fun times. So yeah, it gets serious. I think it's like, <laughs> you know, let's not have guns so that we don't have to, like, ever really, you know, they put them in jail on like minor ish things. Right. But also, and they I always think, escape. <laughs> yeah. But I think it makes the viewer sort of like appreciate their Robin Hood capabilities. Right, a little bit more, like look what they could do just by thinking up these schemes, just mm-hmm. by you know teamwork and you know cleverness, like just using their brains and you know, yeah, coming I- up with like a plan, and nobody really got hurt, like we said, of course, you know, somebody always gets like punched and right. you know whatever, but and nobody ever dies in a car wreck, like that's a miracle right there,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, I guess once you introduce guns, then then there are consequences. And also, I think that makes the the Dukes, even though they're outlaws, makes them a little bit more sympathetic when they're going up against the people that do have guns. Right. Because, you know, they don't have guns. They use their, like you said, their wits, bows and arrows, like, you know, the cars. Like, so they're just simple folk you know they're not they're not using handguns and shotguns and whatever it's they're they're just yeah they're just yeah making their way the only way they know how
1: that's right (laughs) (laughs) never meaning no harm
0: yeah exactly (laughs) um so we we usually uh at the end of the episode uh Go back and forth and say if we would watch, continue watching the Dukes of Hazzard. I definitely would. <laughs> I would still watch this show.
1: I I would too because it it's fun. I guess my only how many how many seasons did this go? Seven. Seven. So I'm sort of curious how did it go for seven seasons? Because while I appreciate the the fun nature, mm-hmm. simple elements, etc. it's still, like I said in the beginning, it's still yeah. a recipe where they just unplug a couple components and plug in new components, different characters, a different situation. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Boss Hog's still trying to make money. Roscoe's doing whatever Boss Hog says, and the boys are just trying to, like, help somebody out. Right. So, like, how did it go that many seasons, that many episodes? if I were to continue watching it, how many episodes could I get before I might get bored? Right. So it's like I'm interested in continuing, but I'm also a little, like, leery because I can't remember. It's been so many years. Like, did it sort of... Did it jump the shark at any point? Did it just get cheesy? Yeah, I'd or be... maybe the when the other cousins come in, I, I don't think I would love that, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, well, they, they said that the... The ratings definitely took a hit when mm-hmm. the when they introduced the 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 replacement cousins. Yeah, which I I totally understand. I mean, you know, after four seasons of Bo and Luke to get you know Coy and Vance, that's no good.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: but no, I I hear what you're saying, and I I definitely feel the same way. I would be I would be interested to see what they did. It it's almost like a like a person, like a, kind of a challenge. Like, yeah let's let's see if you how know. Did
1: how Did you keep this going? Yeah. How
0: how did you keep this going for seven seasons? Um. Yeah, cause I because a lot of other action shows, you know, the action adventure shows, I don't think lasted as long. Like, I think the A Team only went five seasons, four or five seasons, something like that, which is still. You know, pretty impressive. Like Miami Vice only went five seasons, um, so I don't know. It would be uh, interesting to find out.
1: Yeah, well, I I like the show, and it was fun. You know, and honestly, I can't say if I've ever even seen this episode because, like I said, I didn't watch this in nineteen seventy nine. There's no way. I definitely never did. So, yeah,
0: I mean, when when this aired, I would have been. 6. So I didn't really get into, you know, I, I didn't watch any episodes of the of this show until I'd say at least 2 or 3 years later maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh when it was, you know, a a good bit through the through the series. So yeah, this was this was kind of fun to go back and and uh and watch it and and you know, it's it's one of those things like We don't get everyone's origin story. Like, we don't see how they came to be all together. We don't... They're just... The show just starts and they're just a family. You know, one note I made was... So, Bo, Luke, and Daisy, they're all cousins, but none of them are siblings.
1: Right. I mean, I I assume...
0: So, there's three cousins. There's
1: nothing that makes you feel like any of them are siblings.
0: Right. So, there's three cousins, which means three separate sets of parents, like... Where is everybody?
1: (laughs) So if there's three different parents who are siblings and Uncle Jesse, who's none of their dads. Right. So that makes that means there's at least four siblings, four in that generation that like, yeah, where and they're adults, it's not like they have to live with Uncle Jesse or anything. Right. But like where are what happened to the rest of their family? Yeah. Do we ever learn?
0: I don't know. That would be also interesting to find out, or at least look into. Um, yeah, and it's funny that, again, I know it's all done for television. You can't have 14 kids running around, but you think, like, families like that, t- I feel like, uh, stereotypically, you know, fam- like, southern families are generally bigger, which means, I mean, by the law of averages, at least, like, one of the three cousins would have had some siblings. Right. But so they're all only children? <laughs> yeah. Which is well,
1: weird. Well, we don't know. Koi and Vance.
0: Well, that's another thing. Like, are Koi like, <laughs> and Vance brothers, or are they also two separate siblings? Right. So so actually, so that means that's at least one to two more. Uncle Jesse has at least one or two more of his own siblings because Koi and Vance are his nephews, too. Right. So I'm
1: gonna need a family tree here.
0: Yeah, we we need a Duke family tree. <laughs> <laughs> we're going deep. Yeah. We're going we're going deep down the rabbit hole here. Mm-hmm. And and I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay. Anything else about the Dukes of Hazard?
1: Um I don't think so. I mean it was just okay. it was just fun.
0: I had a lot of fun with this episode. Mm-hmm. Um I, I would yeah. This was <laughs> way better than than our last episode, the last show we watched. Um, yeah. And I would definitely recommend, if, if it's not obvious, I think we would recommend anyone just watch this show. Or yeah. at least this first episode. It was a lot of fun. Did I mention it was a lot of fun? No. It was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, wow. Cool.
0: <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so, okay. So that is, uh, that's it for the, our Discussion of the Dukes of Hazard pilot episode. You can find other uh, pilot season episodes at pilotseasontv.com, and we're on the social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Pilot Season Podcast or at Pilot Season TV. You can listen to episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play, and Spotify, which is a little newer. And if you want to give us suggestions for shows to watch or any questions or observations of your own, you can email them to us at pilotseasonpodcast at gmail.com or you can certainly comment on any of our posts on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Next episode will be Jen's pick. And do you have any idea yet what you're going to be
1: picking? No, but I have my work cut out for me. I have to redeem myself. Because I was responsible for Cop Rock, and I apologize again for oh. that. So I have to pick something much better, redeem myself, you know, with okay. this next pick. So
0: Okay. And whenever she makes that pick, we always uh, tease it on social media, so keep an eye out for that. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. This has been episode 30 of the Pilot Season Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And we'll see you next time.
1: See ya.